welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to our special, ooh, look, we even have a friend here, our special sleepover party. My name is Pat, joined my lovely, by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And we are here at the end of the year having what we like to call our little end of the year wrap-up party slash sleepover. For those that don't know, our podcast, which you're listening to right now, is called the 90s Mixtapes. And we are two kids that uh, grew up in the 90s, right? So quote-unquote Quote-unquote kids. kids. Quote-unquote <laughs> 90s. But we, uh, well, well, yeah. we grew up in the 90s, so... One of the big staples of the 90s, I can't say whether or not I know the kids are doing it these days, but a big staple of the 90s was the sleepover, right? You'd rent a couple movies from Blockbuster or your local video store. Maybe get some popcorn, have some soda. I would always have like a super big gulp, right? That was always that was always my goal. Yeah, you were into those big gulps. I know. I was I was into the super big gulp. We we were that was part of the 90s is that we had this like everything looked like it was from the 80s, but we had this like this weird excess that they didn't have in the 80s, right? So, like, everything was supersized to, like, a level that was just ludicrous, right? So, here's a super big gulp that was, like, 79 cents, and it was 44 ounces of soda, and you're like, yo. I, like, I remember when uh, Mayor Bloomberg, the mayor of New York, like, outlawed uh, large soda or whatever it was. Everybody lost their mind. They're like, how, are you, how can you do this? This was in, like, the mid-2000s. And you're like, because he's, like, actually saving people, right? Like, you yeah. probably shouldn't have... 44 ounces of Diet Coke. It's probably not a great thing for you. I remember thinking it was, Coke. like, ludicrous at the time. And then, like, actually thinking about it and learning about how, like, now 10-year-olds can't go buy 44 ounces of soda. But the problem with that was it was only, like, able to be enforced with small businesses. So then, like, you could still go to, like, a 7-Eleven, I think, and get a big old... I think you could, but then I think even they, like, all kind of agreed. We're all like, all right, maybe we really yeah. should kind of do this and push this. Because it was, like, really pushed. It was, like, really a thing. Well, because, I mean, it's really crazy to think, like, especially with today, the way people helicopter parent their kids today, that, like, I can't imagine kids just going and drinking, like, a two-liter bottle of soda. Just Literally. Here's, yeah, here's your sleepover I, party. Go and grab a two-liter bottle I mean, of soda. Used to do all time. I, I, was, I used to get, and I drank diet soda, which, you know, I thought was better. And it definitely... I mean, maybe with that amount, who knows? But yeah, it, I would get, I would drink at least a two liter bottle of Diet Pepsi a day. I mean, that's not no. <laughs> as, as a young kid. So yeah, I don't know. And it's not that my parents were like negligent. It was just what you did. That's what you did. And having said that, if you're if you're hearing any uh, weird noises or anything of that nature, that is our podcasting partner. Um, her name is Lena. She's a German short hair pointer pit bull mix. And she's our dog. And she's decided that she wants to uh, post up. So currently she's uh, trying to lick my hand. Yeah. If you can hear. And also. It's funny because like Pat talks with his hand. So he's like talking and she's like following his hand around trying to just yeah. lick it. So your hand must taste like something delicious. So that's also something you did at sleepovers. You cuddled with, uh, you know, dogs, right? Your, yeah. Your neighbor's dogs, whatever it was. You have snacks. I see Jen's yeah. got some pretzels in here. I just ate a cheese. But you'd always have an agenda, yeah. right? So you'd watch some movies, play some games. Snacks and like... Listen to some music. Can we talk about snacks some more? Sure. Yeah, like pizza rolls and bagel bites and like the good snacks. Well, let's dive right that into it. That aren't really that good. Because we're already talking about it. So English muffin pizzas. If you're here, 
uh, for the very first time, every month we try to break down four different categories, right? So we do music, we do movies, TV, and what we call potpourri. Potpourri is just like... And each category gets its own episode. Yeah. So to, yeah. potpourri is just like whatever the fuck is going on at that time, right? Yeah. You and know? sometimes there's nothing going on, so we'll just go on a tangent about whatever. Oh, boy. Whoa. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... These, because there's been like a blue alert, like an amber yeah, alert, but a like, blue wow, alert that... going on our phones. I'm like, wow, they're really, they're really uh, upping their blue alert wow. game it, here. It's actually because I, I, I had our Spotify <laughs> list out here. But what I was going to say is uh, dive right in. Potpourri. Um, potpourri for a sleepover, right? So we we already discussed our go-to drinks. We already discussed our go-to, maybe our go-to, you know, things. We go to Blockbuster, right? If I was going over a friend's house, we go to Blockbuster. might rent a couple games. Yeah, we would sometimes go to the local video store but yeah blockbuster local video store always a video store always you know so we do that we would uh you know because our because your parents probably rent a movie or two too so then they'd want to watch them so you'd have that stock up on some candy right you might have some of those snacks that you talked about what was your go-to candy at a sleepover or go-to candy like mine laffy taffy love getting those that was wonderful uh that grape Laffy Taffy with the sprinkles on it, delicious. Reese's Pieces. Fair. I love Reese's Pieces. So we got in your hand right now, you got your Super Big Gulp. You've got your Laffy Taffy. I've got my Laffy Taffy. You've got your Reese's Pieces. We've got a couple movies that we're going to watch. We've got some music, some new music, a mixtape, if you will, that we're going to listen to. Maybe... Maybe we'll start. It's Friday night. Maybe we'll watch some, you know, a couple TV shows before we get there. So, Jen, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you. Which of our three categories do you want to start with? Because I think well, we're just gonna sprinkle in potpourri. This isn't just a normal sleepover. This is New Year's Eve. This is a New Year's Eve sleepover party. So this is like the sleepover party. So maybe we're even getting pizza or like thirty tacos from Taco Bell. However many come in a Taco Bell taco bundle case taco bell the taco bell pack yeah how many are when do you think they introduced that pack? i'm saying i feel like that was in like 98 they did like the party pack yeah i feel like it was 10 you could choose 10 tacos combo of soft tacos regular tacos and like bean and cheese burritos yup and it used to be like nine bucks maybe for that 10 pack 9.99 let's say for that 10 pack and it's probably in the late 90s uh, I'm looking it up. Um, uh, Taco Bell party packs are available beginning October 18th. Okay, thank you. I was actually looking for the, <laughs> the date that they started. Um, yeah, I, you know, I had Taco Bell for the first time actually at a friend's house. Could have been a sleepover. And I was either 14, 15, 16. I was a teenager and I never ate Taco Bell in my life. And I don't really, I don't know. I didn't really like the tacos. Like I'm not a big like ground beef. I was never into like a ground beef taco. But then when I realized you could get the bean and cheese burritos in a party pack, I was like, yes, let's go. Cause I like those. Um, sometimes I would get their tacos, which is like beans instead of meat. Like they're crunchy tacos. Yum. Yeah. So I think, I'm going on a tangent here. Well, I, I was going to say, I think most people are saying, so it was 12. It was 12 tacos for 10 bucks. 
the taco party pack. And most people are saying early 2000s, which sounds about right. Because I was like, I don't remember that when I was a kid, kid, but I remember it enough. And there were still deals, though, that you could get, like, just a sack of They used to have, like, tacos. a grande menu where you used to, mm-hmm. like, like, for those that don't know. And again, here we are now complaining. But, you know, if you're here and you're doing <laughs> the nostalgia trip with it, like, when we were younger, uh, in the heyday. They were really pushing this fast food stuff in such a level that you can get it for so fucking cheap. I feel like maybe six years ago, it started to escalate where you kind of really noticed it. And you're like, what? But they used to have, like, Taco Bell tacos used to be dirt fucking cheap. You used to be able to get a taco for, like, I feel like it was, like, 79 cents. I was just going to say, were they and 79 cents? it was, like, cents? 99 cents for a taco supreme. For a supreme. Like, what do they add? The, the lettuce? They used to add, well, the, the, the tomatoes. They used to add onions, but then people got sick with the onions, so I think they stopped doing onions altogether. Oh, yeah, because onions have a, what's it call it? Listeria? What's it call it? Yeah. Yep, people got, like, yep, listeria, listeria poisoning. I remember that when I was working as an adult here. Uh, you know, oh, God, office. just imagine back then how long those onions would just sit out and canoodle with the lettuces and tomatoes no, and just I don't want sit to. there and their own bacteria and just bleh. It was like, it was, you can imagine, like, it would be a good science, science experiment for like a high schooler to take like a Petri dish and do like a Taco Bell, like what grows on, whatever. Because I remember we used to be able to leave our high school and we used to go to Taco Bell um, when I was like a senior, junior and a senior. And I used to get, I just remember, you know, for five bucks you can get Three taco supremes and a drink. That was like a that was like a combo. That was mm-hmm. like a combo. Did now, you get? Did you go for the supreme? Because I always would. Because I always wanted sour cream. On. Younger, I wasn't a huge fan of sour cream, and I hated tomatoes. So the idea was like, okay, yeah, I didn't like the like, tomatoes. So I don't want but the I tomatoes, sour cream. right? And that's kind of what they add. And it, were you crunchy or soft? Mm, um, I like both, but gun to my head, if I could only have one, I would do crunchy. Yeah, yeah. So I always got the crunchy taco, and the problem would always be it's like just like McDonald's fries. It's the same kind of thing where like you can get the fries that have been sitting out are the last run of that batch, and they're like soggy and soft. Like if you got like a taco that somehow like sat, yeah, for a minute because the person in front of you ordered like you know two Crunchwrap Supremes or some shit, so it took them longer to make that, but they'd already made your tacos on the line. Like that shit just got soggy. And then just like all fell apart, and you're like, this sucks. So sometimes yeah. you want the soft. They really would be disgusting. If they... The the trick to that is to, which is kind of hard with a Taco Bell taco, because it's just like taco meat, cheese, and lettuce, right? Because the trick to that is to edit it. Say, oh, I want it without lettuce, or I want like, you know, because then, like, if you say I want extra cheese, they could just take a soggy old taco, throw some more cheese on it. But if you say no something, then they have to actually make it fresh. That's a, that's a good, even today, that's a good way to get fresh fast food. Shout out. If anyone worked at Taco Bell, let, let us know. Um, email us, beckyleftthechat at gmail.com. Email us. Let us know. Like, I don't think they pre-made tacos. Let us know. If, you, if you're working there now, if you worked there before, do you, you think they pre-made the tacos? Of course. I thought they had like a line where oh, they did maybe, it like all kind of because they're so quick to make a taco. I don't. I don't think you pre-made the tacos. I don't know, man. See, I know I worked at McDonald's. You so pre-made the burgers at McDonald's. Yes, but you put them in warming trays. But you didn't make them with the bun and everything else until someone called for them. You had the the patties and the meat, like you had chicken nuggets. My McDonald's and your McDonald's were not the same. So you literally had pre-made, well... I yeah, mean, pre-made it, cheeseburgers and pre-made... Did you work there... Quarter pa- pounders and pre-made you, Big Macs. Did you work there past the age of 18? No. Okay, so just full no, stop. No, I was 16. So, so full stop. 
your McDonald's experience counts a little bit, doesn't count for we most of it. We still had, I'm pretty sure we still had the Funk Nuggets. You never had, some people like them. We still had those like gross dark meat nuggets when yeah. I worked there. And, 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 and I'll let you talk. I'm sorry. We had Butterfinger McFlurries, which were the best McFlurries. And I don't know why they took them away. They were so good. So I was there, like, as an adult, and I worked overnights. Not an adult, but, like, I was in college, like, a so, summer in college for, like, a oh, couple months. Yeah. So I worked overnights. So we, we made oh, it fresh. Oh, was it, like, a 24-hour McDonald's? Yeah. So we made it fresh. So it was not, you know, and I worked, like, overnights. Well, yeah, because you're not going to get the... The McDonald's I worked at was a busy McDonald's. Exactly. So yeah. that that's where I could understand that. But, like, we were, like, you know, so... What you're saying, the one part was accurate. You made the, the, the patties, and the patties could last, let's say, for, like... 40 minutes in the warmer tray or some shit. But you did not make I mean, I've seen that that movie. What is it? Supersize Me? Mm -hmm. Those shits will last for months. Oh, they'll last for months. (laughs) Out. Yeah, but I mean, like, we didn't didn't, didn't put them together until they were made to order. Because they, you know, again, working overnights, they wanted to keep keep the the waste to a minimum. No, that makes sense. you don't want to, like, have 12 burgers and then someone special orders on one burgers with no... uh, Yeah, I don't know if they still do that now, but... um, when I worked there, that's we would pre-make that stuff. But then someone would order, you know, a cheeseburger, no pickles. You had a special make it. So that's how you know you always get it fresh. Yeah. I mean... I did have one title when I worked at McDonald's, and I got a special pin for it. Fry Queen? Fry Master. Oh, be careful. <laughs> be careful, Fry Master. Jim. I don't know how we got on this topic. Because it's potpourri. I want french fries. It's sprinkled in. We should have got those for the sleepover, Shit. but we didn't. Damn it, Chi-Chi. Why don't you go get some... Lena, go get us some french fries, Bob. Lena, go get some french fries. We'll give you some. So let, let me get started. So while we're driving back, I made this mixtape. So I'm going to pop it in. We both together picked some of the best... What we felt were the best songs to put on a tape. Not the best songs of the year. Just songs to pop in on a tape. So we're going to go back and forth, kind of talking about some of the songs that we put on there. Um, some of them are overlaps, but we're going to do that for basically each side of our tape. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, just know that we did spend every month of the year, sans the ones we didn't, <laughs> discussing the music that was released and, and kind of talking about some of these. But as I mentioned, uh, when Jen and I went over this off air, first song on my list Creep by Radiohead. Off the Pablo Honey album, I feel like it just it's it's a it's a tone setter. We talked about it at the beginning of the year. We talked about you know Radiohead in there uh, how they feel about this song. But I remember the first time I heard it. First time I think I saw the video. Like it's just such a. Steven even to this day it's such a great, weird '90s vibe. Right? It's the song is a vibe. When you listen to the, the the music, you listen to the whole thing, it just transports you to this place in your head. And, you know, every time I've, I've ever heard it, I always kind of feel, feel straight. I feel creepy. Like, you know, like, just kind of feel like, man, I just, I love this song. I've always loved this song. That was my number one. Did you have that on your list? It was also my number one. Okay. So we're both starting. So each side of our mixtape is going to have creep. Um, what did you pick for your next one? Oh, hold on. I I forgot to open Spotify as you... Oh, wait, no, I ha- Oh, shoot! You had it on a list, didn't you? Yeah, I thought I deleted my list because I put it on Spotify, but I didn't. So I also had Creep as one. I had Insane in the Brain by Cypress Hill. Why? Did you have that? 
because it's just such a silly, iconic song, and it's so 90s. And it just reminded me of taking the bus to school and, like, all the kids losing their mind to, like, this song and, like, slam. And, you know, just all yeah. they would go in the middle school, just Jump hyping ourselves yeah. up and, um, boom, there it is. So we'd listen to those songs on the bus and everybody it, would just hype out. Like, it was just It was silly. definitely, like, so a junior high, like, uh, like, like, hype song. Like, yes. Insane in the Brain. Yeah, it was so definitely. Silly. I it needed was definitely it. a silly song. My next song that I had was, uh. What's up by the four non blondes? Um, can you please sing some of that? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's as best as you're gonna get. That's that hurt everyone's ears. Yes, when you played that when we were listening to our mixtape, I was like, ah, I didn't realize this song was 1993, but I also didn't know the title of that song. This was early, this was like early 93, but yeah. It's so funny how, like, some of the like, I think we talk about this every time we do a music podcast, but how, like, some songs feel like they're 93 and some feel like they came out in 98 and other ones you're like that song is two years old and then some it's like how did this not come out in 1975 you know what i mean like it's just such a weird thing and that's one of the songs that feels very early 80s to me well to jump right on so i went from creep by radiohead into what's up by the four non-blondes right into i do anything for love but I won't do that by Meatloaf. Which is what made me think of 1975. 100%. And that's why I jumped right on it. I had the opportunity. I don't know why. I love silly... Me as a... a, My musical taste, I love, as as you know, love rock music, but I really, really, really enjoy, like, long ballads. I don't know why. I just like it. I just... It sounds great. sounds fun. This song is such a song that, like, should have came out in 1975, right? It's just this evolution. The fact I couldn't that it, believe. It. I still, when we covered it, what was it September? When we covered it, I think I was like, "How is this 1993?" I feel like this right. song was around before I was born. You know. So like, we have like crazy. these, like at least on my mixtape, we have these three songs. I haven't even edited any uh, hip hop or anything, but I have these three songs that just all sound so different, right? Radiohead "Creep" sounds like a whole kind of new new sound. Yeah. What's up? Seems like something could have been from Does the it 80s. though? Does it really sound like a new sound or is it just that we're old? As I don't know. I don't know what a new sound is anymore. I'm now actually, we sound like fucking old people well, with microphones. <laughs> but the more that I'm listening to the music, and especially going in the way that we're doing it, the more I'm actually hearing what maybe is like the newer-ish music on the edge versus some of the like older artists that are coming through. Right? Again, like you said, this Meatloaf song, you might as well have said this came out in the 70s. And I would believe you. With some of his other work, but I love you, Meatloaf, R.I.P. I think we lost him this year, actually, in 2023. Oh. What do you got? What's your third God, song? Everyone just keeps dying. Ah. Uh, mm, <laughs> bye. The crash test dummies. Crash test dummies. Come on, you don't know. Those um. Crash dummies? How could you not? Cause how can you not? That song, it's just. Oh. I know, see, Lena knows. She's like, mm, she's trying to sing it. You want to go or you want to stay, Lena? She does, but you didn't open the door. Oh, Lena, what do you want? You can go or you can <laughs> stay. Should I stay or should I go now? I didn't come out yet. Nah, that. But yeah, um, spoiler alert, I'm not going to lie. He I... died in, uh, just sorry, January 20th, uh, 2022. So he's oh, been dead okay. for almost two years. God, shit just goes so fast. But Dude. yeah, that Crash Test Dummy song. Always really liked it. I always thought it was just odd and funny and once and these things, these situations. I like 
I don't know. I like when there's stories and songs and it's just so odd. I just, I've always really liked it. Like if we're still doing this in six or seven years and we get like towards the end, like there's just this whole nineties, like mega. And at that point it'll be almost, you know, between 30 and 40 years old. It was like, like take this with like, I feel like Tom's diner definitely comes out at some point now or in the night, like some point in the early nineties or definitely like in the nineties, I don't think that's an 80s song. There's so many songs that you just put together. These just strange 90s songs. This is definitely one of them. It's actually funny because three or four of them came out and we actually have some of them on here. You know, because I think, you know, What's Up is one of those songs too. But I knew that you were going to put some of these songs on there, which is why I kind of strayed away from them as well. Because I'm like, I kind of like... Like the Crash Test Dummy song? Yeah. Like, I, I figured you would put that on there. That funny was... that you didn't figure I'd put Creep on there. No, I did, but it didn't matter. That's just the first song you had to do. And, and that's why... I, when we were putting this together, I said, hey, pick like 12 to 15 because there might be a couple yeah. that overlap when we're, when we're putting it together. And we want to get at least like eight unique songs, which is, I think, what we got. I took um, I, I took from Pearl Jam. <laughs> I, t- <laughs> I took uh, Elderly Woman Behind the Counter. Yeah. I really like that song. Yeah, it's such a good one. What did you take from Pearl Jam? So this is out of order, but I did put Daughter from Pearl yeah. Jam. And and that was my second choice. That, that was the one I was going to take. And I'm like... I know. It was a hard choice. Um, if I had to say which one I like better, it's Elderly Woman Behind the Counter. But Daughter just feels so... Daughter, you know? That's, <laughs> it feels that's, so daughter. <laughs> it feels so daughter. No, I know. I mean, I, this is a great album. Pearl Jam consistently comes out with great albums in the 90s. Like, for don't those call don't me know, daughter, okay? Just don't. For those that don't know, they're just going to keep coming. It's just going to keep going. It's, it's amazing, really, their their catalog of work and yeah. how they can just keep coming with, with songs. and. Oh, I loved them. I mean, I still do, but, like, I really, I back eh, 16, 17, I really liked them a lot. Yeah. Yeah, well, they were, at that age, 16, 17, they were survivors, right? Because some of these 90s grunge bands all started, you know, they're, people started dropping but again you have to think a song's out for three a song that came out three years ago feels new right it's not like it comes out and then it goes away it's like sometimes it takes a little bit of time to get into the zeitgeist to have a video to be played on the radio till you start to get into it you buy the album like it's not like the second a song is released it becomes popular it it just stays around for a while yeah but see see the thing about pearl jam to me and, you know, we'll get into this as the years go on, but I always kind of felt like they were, like, the two cool kids for the grunge scene. That's how I always felt. It's like, oh, you know, like, certain type of people like Pearl Jam. And part of that came had to do with what they were doing with Ticketmaster, where they were just like, no, we're going to sell our tickets directly to our fans. Which, when you look at it now, 30 years later, you're like, holy shit. Like, they were so far ahead of the curve. They almost seem just like... just not fucking over their fans. They love yeah. their fans. They love to play live songs. I remember... They had, I remember where it was. I remember what I was doing. I remember in Borders books. I could see the memory. Borders books. It's crazy because some of these things, like, you can't, some of these times and places, like, this is the thing that puts it together. I bought, and I didn't go to the concert, but I bought it because I was like, oh, I wanted to get, like, a Pearl Jam live album. But they were doing, like, one year they released, like, all of their concerts. They released all of the albums from the concerts or a bunch of them from when they were at the venues. So they played at Jones Beach that year, which if you're, you know, from the from Long Island, then you know Jones Beach, right? So they played at Jones Beach. I didn't go to the concert, but I bought the live album. 
that they had from Borders books. I, I, I remember specifically taking it and being like, I'm buying this with my lawn mowing money. <laughs> and I bought that album. Could, you know, of course, you're looking through some of the albums you're like, well, okay, it's from where I'm from, right? It was a concert that was here. And, you know, so the people that are singing and stuff is all like, you know, people you know, like people like your your town like your people and also i was like i liked the, the set list was great on whatever it was so i remember specifically buying that album i remember the dingy i can still see the dingy shitty carpet in borders books right now in their record section and just walking around and going man like that used to be a thing barnes and noble still holding on though they're out here yeah we got one in our town it's about yeah that's all we got you no know, i applied to borders books and didn't get the job it made me feel real shitty I applied, Real to so, shitty. I applied to so many of those jobs. I remember I applied to like Nobody Beats the Wiz and they're like, not you. I applied to uh, like a sports authority. Not me. They're like, no. So I ended up just working at like a coffee shop and then uh, at a Hollywood video. Oh, nothing wrong with working at a video store. No, but I mean, it was only for like a summer and I was the worst employee. Um, <laughs> I was because I just, I just was. And that wasn't even like a cool video store. You know, like the uh, the clerk's video store where, like, you're kind of watching your own things. It was, like, three-quarters corporate, right? It was, like, three-quarters corporate where they're, like, this is corporate, but it wasn't, like, Blockbuster level of corporate where you're, like, right, but we're, like, the winners. You know what I mean? Like, Blockbuster was, like, the thing. I would, I would like, I would imagine. Wow, well, what a difference. <laughs> true. Like, I would imagine it's the same as working at, like, uh, you're working at, like, an Arby's. Like, no shade on Arby's. But, like, you know, when you think of fast food, you're, like, McDonald's. And then you're like, ah, yeah, but maybe there are some Burger King, Wendy's, and then you're like, Yo. that's rough though, because there's some Arby's loyalists. And there was people that only went to Hollywood Video too, right? Where they're like, I'm not going to Blockbuster because they charge too much for this or that. Or the I only went to Hollywood Video um, if like every Blockbuster in the area, which there were a lot, I owed money to i'd be like shit i guess i gotta go to hollywood i had like five or six blockbuster cards i owed every blockbuster money i have blockbuster videos and dvds still to this day that are like from the blockbuster and then i worked at blockbuster and never never paid my late fees it's so come get me blockbuster it's so funny because when you really think about that you're like where did they go they went wrong in two ways number one they went wrong because they just didn't want to adopt to streaming because they're like we'll just keep paying we'll just keep the clowny customers that we have because hey we'll just be here and we won't adapt to streaming but number two is like their system just didn't work like like you said we would rack up late fees at one blockbuster go to another blockbuster like equidistant from our home in a different part of town and so it's a different store so it's different late fees but their late fees were so astronomical and that i know that's where they were making their money and for a time that you had a monopoly on it but like that's where they just didn't pivot because I remember they pivoted by being like, here's the Blockbuster All Access Well, that's what they did. And you're like, but that's not... No, that was cool. That was no, cool. No, that was awesome. I loved it. it and I it, loved using it when I came back from college. And they did the same thing as but... Netflix when Netflix first started. Like, you could get that Blockbuster thing. You could, I think you could get videos sent to you, couldn't you? Oh, maybe not. No, you couldn't. No, that... No. But it was better because Netflix was like, you could... It was like the same price about for Netflix to send you your DVDs in the mail. This is before they were streaming. And Blockbuster, you had to go and you could just take out, they had two different, when I worked there, they had two different tiers options and you could either do two videos or like three videos or two videos in a game or something. So, or no, there's a separate game pass. You could do whatever. It It was like a separate game pass. Whatever the fuck it was. But it was so cool because you could just come in, grab your videos and then switching them out and like, 
but it, but it was such a strange system because they were making all of their money basically like on the late fees of the truant people that were paying, right? Because they weren't really making their money on the people that were actually returning their shit on time or probably weren't making a, making enough. And so it's just one of those things where you're like, man, you could have just had a little bit more foresight because it would be cool if there was a blockbuster to just wander around. But, yeah, you know, especially now because it's a weird time here at the end of 2023 with all the streamers and all the stuff where you're like, there's things that I don't even know. Like there's so much shit that comes out. You don't even know. And there, there is something to be said about tangibly holding a box and reading the back of it and seeing the thing and going, Oh, this is available. And I'm going to pick this and I'm going to go home and I'm going to watch this. Like every time I think that's maybe that's generational thing, but every time we sit here and we're like, let's just put, you know, let's scroll through Netflix and you're just, there's 10,000 different things that you're like, there's more things here than I could watch in a lifetime. And yet there's nothing I can't pick anything. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's nothing. Whereas Blockbuster, you're like, I already, I, I drove out here. I got the fucking popcorn. I got the shit. Like I drove out here. Like I'm gonna pick something. Like I'm not gonna leave her empty handed. But we can get into that in our movie section because we are still going on our music. The next song that I picked was Protect Your Neck. By the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> yeah. What'd you take on your mixtape? A cannonball by the Breeders. It seems you have a very much a theme here. I then uh, I then grabbed <laughs> really I mean I then grabbed Crying by Aerosmith. I also then grabbed Crying by Aerosmith. It was just, it was my favorite Same song from that album. Spot number five, right? Uh, six. I think. Ah shit! Yeah, mine's five. That's funny. It was my favorite song too. Six, I think. Then I did Runaway Train by Soul Asylum. <sighs> Which I, I am upset because I didn't know that song came out this year because I definitely would have picked it. That was one of my favorite songs. And I have vivid memories of going to the orthodontist every, oh, whatever it was, Wednesday or Thursday, whatever day I had to go to the orthodontist to get. I had like this stupid box that would connect my braces that they had to like twist because like my jaw was whatever. So I had to go like once every week or two to get it like tightened, my braces basically. Um, and at the same time on the way to this orthodontist runaway train would come on. And I was, I was young. Cause like I had braces on, I got my braces on in like third grade. So like I was a little kid at this point, I was probably just about to get them off. And I remember listening to like runaway train. Anyway, that's well, it. It came out in 93. So that makes sense. Uh huh. I loved it. What'd you have? All apologies. Which then I by had Nirvana. So you had the unplugged version, and I had the in utero version. Oh, I spelled all wrong. What is wrong with me? Who spells all wrong? I had Al apologies. Yeah, no, it's not right. So you had, when we, <laughs> we were listening to it, you played the Yeah, that was version. an accident. I actually had the in utero version on my list. Sure. I just pressed the wrong one. So I had that really, too. Because the thing about unplugged is the album doesn't come out until 94, and I knew that, so... Even though it aired on MTV in 93, I wasn't counting it. So my ninth song is, uh, what are you drinking right now, Jen? Gin and tonic? But back in the day, you might have been drinking gin and juice. Maybe. By my man, Snoop Dogg. Might have. Which is just, think about how many CDs I made in college, how many playlists I made. This song's always on there, right? You always just hear the guy in in the very beginning. Making his noises, and you're like, here we are, rolling down the street. Mind on my money. What'd you have? What a man. Salt and pepper. Salt Featuring and Vogue. Pepper. Yeah. And then I had, I rounded out my playlist by uh, 
stealing an old song. And this is only now, looking back on, on it, because I would not have listened to Bruce Springsteen back then. But I stole from his uh, MTV Unplugged run, Thunder Road. Yeah. That's my last song. I mean, I would not have listened to Bruce. My parents didn't really like Bruce Springsteen. I would not have listened to Bruce Springsteen. It's because your mom has a vendetta. A vendetta. Against the state of New Jersey. Against the state of New Jersey. I know. Which, by the way, if you're listening and you're from New Jersey. We love New Jersey. We love New Jersey. Love the Black Bears. We, last time, well, we did hang out in Jersey. We stayed in Jersey in a house with our friends a couple years ago. And there were black bears there. Mm -hmm. It's close to the Poconos. Um, But yeah, like, I love New Jersey. I don't hate New Jersey. We're from Long Island. And honestly, I feel like, I feel like we're brothers and sisters. You know what I mean? We're definitely cousins. Definitely Definitely cousins. cousins. Definitely cousins. Let's not, and and don't think you're better if you're from one or the other. It's all the same shit. Um, It's all the same. So my next song was Daughter, which we already talked about, but then Informer by Snow. Because how can you not? How can you not have that on your 1993 mixtape? I think I maybe one ahead of you then, because uh, I'm out of songs. And you had more songs that were on here. I had 10. Okay. Well, you Well, no, you went first and then I snuck Daughter in because you said what Pearl okay. Jam songs do you have? So what's your last song you had on there? Round Here by The Counting Crows. That's fair. And then my extras were um, Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana, in case you had all apologies, which you did. Because we're making each one side of this mixtape, right? Right. And um, Laid by James, which I would not know what that was if I didn't hear it. But if you hear it. When was the first time you heard that song? Laid by James. I don't know, but I heard it today in the shower because I had my little speaker on and I had a random 1993 hits playlist on Spotify on and that song came on and I said, this song's going on my mixtape. I remember, I think it was American Pie 1 or American Pie 2. One of the American Pie movies, that song comes on, I think at the end of the movie. And I thought to myself, wow, that is an incredibly filthy song. That song... It is. Must have been written for this movie, or they they pulled it from wherever it was for this movie. And so when you were like, "Oh, it came out in '93," I'm like, "Wow," because it's think just it did. all the oddball sounds that we have here to just throw that in there too. I, I love it. I just I love. Yeah, definitely '93. Yeah, I just you know it wasn't even the filthiness of it that made me pick it or any of that. I just like the song. Like I like the song. You know, the music part of the song. So. No, I enjoy it too. I I just I think it's it, a great. It's song. a very specific feel. It's very nineties. Um, yeah. Great vibe. I great think this song. is a great mixtape. I think we made a really really I think good mixtape. We mix did tape. really good with our mixtape. I'm excited for next year's mixtape. Spoiler alert: it's gonna be some Green Day on there. Fuck yeah. Um, I didn't check all of the Nirvana. Music that's I know Nirvana Unplug comes out. Unplug will come out, which we have that like November, but or August. I don't know. Um, I don't really know. Exactly. Besides Dookie, the 1994 music. So I'm really excited. Like, I haven't really looked into it yet. And I can't wait. All right. Uh, I'm just All right. Gonna, I'm going to, well, no, because I was Googling right. the top 100 songs of 94. Oh, don't, don't. No, it's just, I don't. Just to look at some. No, oh, I was going to see if there was anything that was there. Alert. All right, give me like one or two. I don't want a whole spoiler alert. Well, I can tell you right now. At least one song that will definitely be on next year's playlist. Zombie by the Cranberries. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just like... I almost put Linger on this one. It was going to be a backup song. I mean, but where zombies. did you come from and where did you go? Oh, shit. Where did you come from, Cat and I, Joe? That was just like a total... That, like, at one o'clock in the morning, they'd be playing on New Year's Day. You know, they'd be playing the, you know, order order the tape. They'd be like, 90s, you know, best best songs of the 90s. That song was definitely, you know, party song to have on. That was definitely their Closer, Nine Inch Nails. Ooh. Did you have that album? Uh, no. No, no, no. I didn't have, like, any Nine Inch Nails albums. Oh, my God. And I will just leave you with, uh, I mean... A couple different ones, but definitely, definitely regulate by Warren G and Fantastic Voyage by Coolio. I mean, those are just, those are freaking sweet songs. Do you know we started this at the end of 91? We never posted, I don't think, any of that. I think we no. just, I think our first, our first episode is the 91 wrap up party that we did. So it's basically this, you know, um. but we started in like November 91. We started talking about these things and trying to record inside i can't believe we're gonna be in 94 already i feel I like i feel like this is a baby still and it's because it is it's still it's still growing right i mean a baby at this point may or may not be talking at like one and a half two right they should be some words some ideas definitely not full sentences well it's definitely two at this point the first ep- so think about it. the first episode was like the end of 91 and now this is the end of t- 93 Let's just say, now we're two years old. Let's just say we were a zygote for a while. We've got a little toddler running around. We were a zygote for a while. I'll say that. We were a zygote. Because now we have, I mean, we have better setup, better mics, better things. But, excuse me. I have a better... Um, onesie. Yeah. I'm wearing a onesie because it's a sleepover party. By onesie, I don't mean what this two-year-old podcast toddler is wearing. I mean, like, it's like feety pajamas, but without any feet. Because I can't do that. I need to be able to take my socks off. It's fair. I can't have feet stuck onto my... It's fair. We've covered some music. <laughs> We've covered some potpourri. Because I'm not going to get into the news stories. What? I'm really going to do that. I'm like, oh, look. Wait what? a minute. Breaking news. Do you have a, do you have a news story you want to cover? What was your favorite news story? I don't have a favorite, but I thought we were going to quickly just talk about the highlights. Okay. Give me the highlights. Go. Bill Clinton. Boom. Mm-hmm. New new Prezi. Boom. New Prezi. New Prezi. New Prezi's here. <laughs> That's getting cut. No, that needs uh, to stay because I don't even know what that accent was. It was like a, a Cockney accent. Prezi's here. That was my Paulie you, you D. You were trying to do Paulie D from New, from, uh, from New Jersey. Paulie Guys, D this from... is what happens when I drink gin. Um, boom, Bill Clinton. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? I have the wrong Wikipedia page open. It's fair. Let's jump into... No, it's not fair because things happened. There was a Bill Clinton inauguration. Like, my story of the year is still that blimp story where that blimp crashed into the balloon. Like, I don't understand how that happened. Like, (laughs) crashed into the building. There's a wonderful blimp crashing into a building story. Like, that was a wild story. Like, you're just in New York sunbathing. Waco? Yeah, Waco, yeah. The Great Flood? The Waco shit's dark. The Waco shit was dark when we covered that. Um, Rodney King? Yeah, it was dark too. I mean, 93 was fucked up year. What's his fucking stupid face on the L-I-double-R? Oh yeah, Colin Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> happy things. Happy. Not great things. 
So, like, I had this Wikipedia page open that had the, like, 1993 American um, stuff. Because if you couldn't tell, we're American. So now I opened the, the, the world one, and I'm like, oh, I don't... Not that I don't care about what's going on in the rest like, of the world. I don't know but, any of this. But this podcast is just about basically us reflecting on our experience and what we live through, right? So like, I'm kind of right. I'm not going into the the 19th G7 summit in Tokyo, Japan. It's not that I don't care. I just don't have anything to say about it, you know. Well, I have something to say, <laughs> and it's been staring at me for the past. I would say at least. Six to eight months. So in our podcasting closet, in our room, we have all sorts of 90s memorabilia. And one of the things we have is not from the 90s, but you had got me a few years back for one of the holidays, some sort of, I think it was Geek Box it was called, or some sort of like mail-in subscription where they just send you random things. And they sent us an X-Files card game called X-Files Circle of Truth. And we had it there and it was sitting there. And it is a card game you play. I think you're either Mulder or Scully trying to solve some sort of case or do some sort of thing. It's some sort of card game. And so that card game is there. It's here. And I just was looking at it. And it's it's in like like a billfold as if it's like a a badge. Yeah. It's funny. I just noticed this now. I'm like, how long That's has been this been? It's been staring at me forever. Just like that. <laughs> just like that. So TV shows. We missed a couple episodes this year just because we had life creep up on us. But as we were gone, more and more of you guys were finding and discovering the podcast which gave us the fuel we needed to jump back in in december so we appreciate all of you for that but don't think we forgot about the x-files premiere the x-files was my favorite show of the 90s full stop love this show wow the whole 90s the whole 90s there's no other show that i could say that i watched more than the x-files because the show ends in, in the early 2000s so i watched it from the beginning and i'd seen probably every single episode and loved it i absolutely loved it X-Files premiered. We watched an episode of it together. We watched like an episode and a half. The episode that I ended up choosing, I believe it was called Ice. I believe it was I believe it was called Ice, but I could be wrong. It was one of the first couple episodes and it's basically like a retelling of the thing, except with like worms that they found that were going to get people. Oh, the thing. When you said the thing. The thing. Yeah, you Yeah, there's so many I was like, like what thing? I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, the thing." <laughs> so many throwbacks to The Thing yeah. starring Kurt Russell, uh the John Carpenter classic. Wonderful episode. Great TV. Uh, as I was mentioning to you, I was like, oh, they would have Monster of the Week episodes or they'd have like, you know, stuff for the conspiracy. And you just kind of looked at me and I was like, yeah, Monster of the Week. Like they would that's just. That's what they would call it or that's what people that's what they it? would. That's what they would call it. Because this kind of like serial, this, this kind of storytelling. But who called it that? People that reviewed it and people that discussed it okay. and people that talked about it. Got it. And you, when you look back at it now, because basically that episode. There was a monster. That monster was that little parasite. That doesn't come back ever. It's just a one-off thing. Gotcha. So it was that they were handling that case, which was that, quote-unquote, monster of the week, right? Then another episode, they went to Jersey for a Jersey Devil. Then we were rolling into the next one. They are going to NASA for, like, a paranormal, uh, you know, ghost in space. That ghost in space doesn't ever come back, right? The Jersey Devil isn't something that they're looking for every... You know, it's not a, it's not a MacGuffin that they're always looking for. It's not a thing. A MacGuffin? Yes. It's not a thing that they're looking for, right? These these little, these parasitic worms that they found that crashed from an asteroid in Alaska, they don't ever come back for that, hence Monster of the Week. This week, we're going to solve this case, and it all gets wrapped up. 
it's just wonderful storytelling. Kind of like... Uh, but then so, they, they have more serial type episodes too, right? Where they have so like those the Smoky Man. Are, are the conspiracy episodes and then that's for the overarching conspiracy of the show, right? So that's those cool. roll in, you know, you might all of a sudden at the end of one of those episodes, oh, they're on this case, but then there's something that connects to the, you know, the government conspiracy, the overarching conspiracy that exists in the show. It's what made the show really fun. Also... I think about it a lot, not to get political now, but like, I just imagine like if Fox Mulder was still doing his thing, he definitely would, he definitely would have probably stormed the Capitol, I think, probably. He'd be like the FBI agent that was in on it. Like, he definitely was so anti-government, but like in the government, but like anti-government. He would have got himself in trouble, that's all I'm saying. Mm. He would have found himself, he would have found himself dragged in front of Congress multiple times. Like, he was going down dark path, even in, even in these episodes, in the very, very beginning. Very skeptical. I felt very bad for for him in this one because they were blaming him. They thought he had a worm and he didn't have a worm. Yeah, well, they locked they, him well, up. They were because give she him had a worm. worm. Felicity Huffman had a worm. That's how they knew. Yeah. But Fox Mulder, man, I watch him and go, man, he's just he. Every single thing he had an answer about why it was a conspiracy, right? And I mean, I just remember even in the first episode, they're like, go find him. He's down in the basement and he's got the UFO. I want to believe. Wasn't he right a lot of the times though? So the thing about it is when you get got into the overarching conspiracy, like his dad and the cigarette smoking man, I think even like, I think they went so far to say almost like the cigarette smoking man, like was his dad maybe or something. But like, but there was this whole other story where like, I think there was like an alien invasion that was coming, but they were working with the other aliens or different aliens to stop the invasion. But like he finds out all about all of this, but he's like insulated because he's somehow like involved with the Illuminati, like, the Illuminati that's like working with the FBI. It's very convoluted. I couldn't really tell you exactly what it was, but he definitely was always right because he was always involved in these, he was always, you know, these episodes always had these fantastical elements. So he was always the skeptic, right? He would, no, he was always the believer. So he was, and you know, then Scully of course is his foil and she's the skeptic, right? She's the scientific person. Everything has a scientific answer. She'll find the scientific answer. She's, I think, a, like a biologist or a doctor or something along those lines that she's very, you know, again, they were able to use the paintbrush of the 90s and just say whatever her titles were, she was able to do anything scientific, right? So she could find out any sort of answer, you know, just similar to like what they did kind of with like uh, CSI in the early 2000s where they're just like, oh, they're, they're CSI people. So they could just like analyze a bullet and find out immediately what the answer is in like 25 minutes and you're like that's not how it works they have to like go beg people you know there's like 20 people in the country that are qualified to actually do the studies that these people were just doing in las vegas on the reg yeah so he was right a lot i'll say that but again it was a television show that we had to wrap up in 42 minutes yeah some of the greatest uh or some really great actors that came along later on like uh vince gilligan who wrote Breaking bad Mm-hmm. Met Brian Cranston. Oh yeah, yeah. On an episode later on down the line. Yeah. That's how they hooked up. I think we heard to make that Breaking Bad. Was that? It was on some podcast. We heard that together. And that's one of the better yeah. episodes. I think as the years go on with the X Files, I'm good. we're gonna cherry pick episodes. So stay tuned. Um, even starting into yeah, next year, sure. some of these better, some of the ones that they consider the better episodes, we're gonna watch. My favorite Mad Gory episode that I've told you about before is called Home, which. Uh, they think they've outlawed it and they are at the time they like outlawed in a bunch of different countries and stuff. 
Yeah, I Googled it. The images are horrifying. Yes, it was. that was a disturbing. I remember when I was on, it was all like, this is horrifying. Like, there's a whole, like, disclaimer. Because I think, I feel like the X-Files were on, like, Friday nights. I feel like they were on Friday at, like, Sunday. Nine. Weren't they on Sunday nights? I don't know. I feel oh. like it was Friday at 9. Friday at y- 8 or You're nine. probably right. I thought it was Sunday. I feel like it was, like, Friday at 8 or 9. Which is why they were able to get away with all the crap. Because it was just, like, not a show that, like... Kids would be around for? No. Because the day was, like, a... Like, I feel like it was a... It could have been Sunday. But it was on Fox. And so Fox was trying to find their footing, I think, at this point with the big three networks. And it was a quirky show, right? It wasn't... The whole idea of the show was like a paranormal, you know, scary show. It wasn't like we're going to try to compete with Law and Order or something. And Fox was always pretty... Fox in the 90s was always very edgy, right? They, they They had Married with Children. They had The Simpsons. They had all these different shows that they tried to be pretty edgy. Yeah, but, they were. But I feel like it was 9 o'clock on Friday. You're right. You're right. It was Fridays at 9. Yep. Okay. We're both right. Episodes were broadcast on Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time for the first three seasons. The remaining six seasons aired on Sundays at 9. So that's funny. <laughs> both of us, yeah. Well, there you go. Do Sorry, you remember no. before you could just Google something and find out who was right? The right. arguments that I'd have with friends and people and the, that they couldn't easily be just... They're both right. You know what I mean? That's great. But that's a that's a Baron Berenstein Berenstein argument, right? That's one of those arguments where I'm like, no, it was Fridays at nine, and you're like, no, no, I feel no. like it was Sundays. No, the Bernstein Bears is like people remember it being spelt differently than it was. But so I absolutely that's when, different than us remembering it because I remember Sunday nights. My dad would watch it, and I'd be like, all right, peace out. I'm gonna go in my room and watch my own thing because I didn't like to watch it before bed. Right. But so I, I remember that being Sunday nights. But I was going to say, that now I remember it because I remember that there was like a like the Super Bowl or something and then this was on afterwards. Like, I remember that now. And I remember, I remember mm-hmm. that. And then I remember, I remember when this went off the air, that then the next thing that picked up was 24. Right? So 24 comes on like after that because then that was like the thing that got the Super Bowl tie-in when Fox had the Super Bowl. So it all kind of like rolls together. Like Fox... Football Sunday would be like the X Files come on. So now when you're saying that, I'm remembering that part. But originally, I remembered like, oh, it's nine o'clock on Fridays, because I remember like I was home. So why would I be home? Because I was of that age, right? If I went out anywhere, I probably went out on like a Saturday. I didn't go out, you know, at twelve. I didn't go out on like you know Fridays. At least the first few years, and I think they air reruns on Fridays. So I'm just gonna, I'm I'm gonna take my victory lap. We we both can, but we watched the X Files. We watched. An episode. I'm excited. That was a little makeup for October. We have another makeup for October coming up a little bit yeah, later. Yeah, that, that was fun. But I want to say something about X Files before we go with it. I didn't really watch it too often. I did sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I'm a scaredy cat. And I didn't really like scary things, especially before bed. That the opening of the X Files. I okay. The graphics. Because, like, the song's still pretty. It, it's cool. It sounds X-Files. It's so iconic. The graphics. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very creepy. It is so cheesy. It, it's unbelievable thinking that that was creepy. It's wildly, wildly cheesy. Wildly cheesy. But... I mean, in a, in a wonderful way, but... <laughs> there are certain... <laughs> embarrassed for little Jen. I was embarrassed for tiny Jen. But when I think about... When I truly, truly think about music drops and the emotions, it's like when you hear 
the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme, which dominates the later part of the 90s. When you hear that glass break and then dun 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 dun, and you're like, oh man, you crap. When you hear that X-Files theme, you know exactly what you're getting in for. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, I gotta either turn this off, right? Because I just have this on. To, it's just, yeah, yeah. you're like, I'm out. Like, I can't. I, I gotta, gotta go get it out of here. Or you're like, all right, I'm dialed in. Yeah. Let me get my popcorn. Let's check this out. Okay. You, you know, you know, okay, we're gonna do the theme, and then I gotta, I can, I can run to the bathroom now. Like, I know this was created by Chris Carter. I get it. I get it. Let's go. I'm out, and I'm back. Loved it. Loved the theme. Loved hearing the theme. It evoked such fond memories for me. Because I, I loved The X-Files. Loved it. I c- couldn't at all as a kid. Couldn't at all. Like, I, even now as an adult, because I haven't really re- re-watched the show. Which I might. I might put it on the background and rewatch it now. Just, just for shits and giggles. Because it's all available. I think it was Hulu we were watching it. It's all available on. Oh, but, that was that But I, I couldn't tell you whatever this conspiracy was. Because I think everybody kind of sort of lost their shit. Which we'll get to in a couple years here if we keep doing all this because everybody kind of lost their shit with like y2k because then there was another show that came on with the x-files in like a block called millennium with like lance hendrickson where like he was part of some other government agency because i remember they had a crossover episode or two where like he's involved in some government agency to like stop whatever's coming with the impending millennium i remember x-files was all like kind of oh the millennium's gonna change shit and everybody's losing their shit about y2k and how it was gonna cause some sort of computer you know i think the whole idea and we'll we'll research more of it as we go as, as it gets closer but it was like some all the computers are going to reset because they didn't they didn't understand how to go you know because everything was said i think at like 19 so they didn't know how to like change over the year 2000 and how it's all going to work because all the banking systems were like what yes speaking of y2k yes we're going to do little potpourri pop-ins boop popping in 1993, the first time Y2K is mentioned in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Just thought that was important. September, an article titled Doomsday 2000 was published in Computer World. And it referred to Y2K as the year 2000 problem. So the yeah. idea of Y2K started in 1993. Well, I don't think the idea. I think they probably knew about it in the 80s and stuff, but then they started to ring in bells that this is going to be some sort of real... Well, the idea that the general public knew about it. Uh, because the internet wasn't really this thing in the 80s. Like, it was, you know, yeah. it starts to become this thing now. So now everything mm-hmm. is becoming digitized and whatever. So, yeah. I found it. I found my 1993 America wiki page, by the way. But I was going to say, uh, X-Files was involved in that in some way. They start to barrel towards that. Because everything... Which for them, I guess, worked towards the end of their show and their show run is the idea that like, we're all working towards this point where this point was going to be the point that like everything was going to change in the year 2000, which we all know didn't happen or didn't happen in any tangible way, the way people thought it might happen. I mean, my mom, she had a closet in her house filled with like 12 boxes (laughs) of pasta, three jars of sauce and uh, some tuna fish. And then when she run out of money. She'd go down there and we'd raid the Millennium Closet and take stuff from it. And she kept that closet for like three or four years. We would keep... It was like an extra pantry almost. Was it, was it an actual closet? Or was yeah, it... so at our old house, when you went... It was a split-level ranch. It was a splanch. So when you went downstairs and you took a ride... There was like a bar that was there. Because there was just like a little bar that was there um, at the place. And when you took a ride, there was the laundry room. So in the laundry room, was a half... You know, it was a half bath, but it didn't work. Like a toilet that just didn't work. And then there was a little, like, 
closet in the laundry room. So that's where it was. She just took that like laundry room closet and just put like the Christmas tree in there. And then like there was a shelf above and she was stocking up for the millennium, which was not, she was a terrible doomsday prepper. It's like, here's pasta and sauce. I'm like, that's not going to feed family. Doesn't she like keep salt though? So she can barter it. She does. She has salt. I'm just making sure. (laughs) Just making sure. Salt and coffee. She can barter those things. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, it's whatever. No shade. I think it's. I think it's wonderful. But we dipped into some X Files, which I think, in terms of shows that premiered, one of the bigger shows that premiered this year, right? Because Friends doesn't premiere yet, right? No, I think that's ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, I think it's ninety four. I feel like it's ninety four. We'll find out. The other show we watched that premiered was what, Jen? Singled out. So we watched a little out of order because we couldn't necessarily find some of the yeah, earlier we episodes. We couldn't find really much of it. Um. That was a goofy-ass fucking show. Oh, my God. It is bad. I think the mm-hmm. ones we watched were from, like, 95 and 96 or something. Mm-hmm. We didn't even watch um, original ones. Just the categories in which these... If you've never seen Singled Out, it's a dating show in which there's, like, 50 women and one man. And the man... Well, it goes both sides. Yeah, and then it flips. But, like, so when the man's... And by men and women, they're, like, you know... Kids. Kids. Okay, Early 20s. And younger. Because Eight, well, 18, it's like 18 one, to 25, I think. Yeah, like one of the categories was like... Um, could you drink or Can something? you drink, yeah. yes or no? And they eliminated all the people that couldn't drink. So anyone under 21, and a lot of people left. So, yeah. Um, youngins. So, like, they ask... You pick a category, and there's like six or eight categories. And then you, like, kind of get rid of people that way. And the categories were like, weight... <laughs> um bedroom style mm-hmm. kissing style mm-hmm. like hair color but it was also like trying to be edgy but not that edgy because it's that's, so it, it, silly it's not like you're watching this on like you know uh the playboy channel or some pay-per-view channel so it's not like really dirty and you're also not watching it on like channel four so it's not like super clean but it would just so it would just be like Needs to lose a few or, you know, like, uh, like more, more to love or, you know, like however they would do it was uh, so it was like, innocuous. It was like Chris, it was like, this was when the woman was paying. It was like. Chris Farley or David Spade. And you're like, oh. Yeah. And okay. it was like, wait. Yeah. And it's just so like innocuous. It's so yeah. not that dirty. But also but like, just... can you imagine now a show coming out? No. where like, get out of here. None like, of it. None of none of none of the whole idea of the entire it's show. It's like you can do boobs. One of them was like boobs, mm-hmm. like, like what? Yeah, it, it just it was wild. It was wild. In that, it just the, just the concept. Chris of the Hartwick, show. Jenny McCarthy. I loved this show. And then Carmen I thought it was so entertaining. I liked it. In Jenny McCarthy, Chris Hartwick days. Once Carmen Electra came along, I was like, I'm out on this. But um. <laughs> All I know is... Entertaining, but bad. By bad, the time bad, I was bad, 13 bad, and 14, all I did was watch MTV. Yes. I watched MTV. Yes. VH1. I, VH1 was for olds, though. I ESPN. Well, no, VH1. but I liked watching VH1 because that's where they actually played the videos. Yeah, but they were old people videos. It they wasn't weren't. No, like come 96 or 97, I think they had like a wake-up hour, which was like 7, 7 to 8 or 8 to 9, and they had like... One of them was like an R&B hour. Okay, okay. And then the next one, they had like rock. It was like rock music, like music that I liked. It was like Pearl Jam and different stuff. Like I, that's where they played them because then 
MTV really takes off. I mean, MTV we talked about it. Singled out. We talked about Pukes it last year. They're doing Real World. Mm-hmm. That premiered. Then they're gonna add Road Rules. Then they're gonna do Beavis and Butthead. Eon Flux. They have this whole like animation hour. Yeah. Or a couple hours at night. Then then they're gonna Daria. add Daria. They're gonna add TRL, which is Total Request Live. If you know, you know. Then they're gonna add. Uh, what was the other thing they had? They had um. Well, they had Yo MTV Raps, but I think that that was on for a while. They had singled out. I just had it off the tip of my... Oh, and then they would do, like, Spring Break. Remember they, remember they do, like, Spring Break? And they the would just... The Grind. Do you remember The Grind? I do, and we watched Every that Every day before, at, like, too. 4, wasn't mm-hmm. it on? Oh, my God. The, yeah, we did watch that, like, Last back year. in our 91 days, or... 92, yeah. But do you remember, like, Spring Break, where they'd be like, we're going to be in, like, yes. Daytona Beach, Florida, and it would just be... They would just be showing people... Like, it just got to a level that it was, like, it was a big thing in the late 90s that they did, which is just, like, I know that there's documentaries about it now, but it was, like, that idea of, like, Girls Gone Wild. Mm-hmm. So, MTV went to a level that was just before that. Like, I feel like they were giving all the girls the alcohol, and then the Girls Gone Wild crew was, like, waiting for MTV to stop broadcasting so that then they could just exploit them, right? Yeah, probably. Because it's just, like, so close. I remember they would just have the wildest fucking... They'd be like, come, this is the wildest party. People were just fucking... It was insane. The just MTV dancing. They were all just, just standing dancing, in Dancing, grinding. Dancing. But then, like, you know, they'd be like, oh, we're going to go to the, the poolside bar and get drinks. Like, you just know that the minute the cameras turned off, it was probably just, like, a jail party, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, later on, you talk about now, like, I, I know they're having all sorts of problems with people and, you know, spring breakers and stuff like that. Did you ever go to a spring break? I did not. Did you? No, the time you're in college. closest I ever went to spring break was went to Miami with two friends when I was like 20. Okay. We went to Florida for like a week and we stayed in Miami for like two nights. And we, one of us was 21. The other two of us were not, I was not. And our friend that was 21 got us into club bed. Which was a bed, right? You said it was all beds? It was all beds everywhere, yeah. And it, and we drank a lot of Patron. And that was like... Felt very spring breaky, you know? I was wearing like their... Cl- I had like no cute like club clothes. That's just not my jam. So I'm wearing clothes that like I don't feel like myself in. But I look like a girl that would go to a club, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, we went to actually a few clubs. We went to a few clubs in Orlando. And that's like was never something I did. So it felt very like... Spring break. And then I went to Myrtle Beach a few times and, you know, got drunk on <laughs> Myrtle Beach places. Myrtle Beach life. Yeah. Um, but no, I never went to spring break and wow. did spring break things. They just made it seem like if you had all the money, this was the wildest party you could ever go to. MTV. Yeah. Broadcast. I wonder. Nah, they definitely don't do that anymore. I don't even know what they play anymore. I don't know the last time I had MTV on, to be fair. Um. What a network that just changed. <sighs> We're gonna. We're they gonna... play movies a lot. I feel. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the last time I flipped on MTV. I feel like don't they have like Jersey Shore? I think they're still doing them. On with like. That was like the last time the golden the golden or you know the. They're like thirty five or whatever. The end days. Yeah. Watching. Jersey Shore. Yeah. And and remember the VMAs? That'll be a whole thing too. Yeah. That was a big deal. They're yeah. like, oh, you want to get the Moon Man. Oh, MTV yeah, yeah, movie yeah, yeah. awards and the, and all, they just were like we're just so trying to be like 
so trying to appeal to this specific generation to be like, we know your parents are watching the Oscars and watching the Grammys, but here's, you know, who had the best video, right? I'm like, I couldn't even, couldn't even tell you, you know, couldn't even tell you. But we did watch them singled out. We did. We saw Jenny McCarthy doing her thing. She's out there making fun of all the boys and girls. Getting yes. them going. Chris Hardwick was just, like, seeing Chris Hardwick and then just re- even remembering him doing, like, you know, uh, whatever the show was, like, Talking Bad or whatever when they were doing the the Breaking Bad talk show and then, like, the Walking Dead talk show. It was called Talking Dead. When he was on those and then just thinking, like, that's this, like, just seeing him being like, oh, yeah, that's him. He just looks like he's from the 90s, right? He's yeah. wearing all the straight up, like, 90s grunge kid clothes. Yeah. In the episodes that we watched, so it was pretty funny. Yeah, the 90s, like, Ryder Strong haircut. Yes. The, the Boy like, Meets World, like, yeah. Bobby thing. Like, a little, like, it's, like, longer than a mushroom cut, shorter than a bob. Mm-hmm. Split down the middle. Mm-hmm. Parted down the middle. Straight. That's only, it only works with straight hair. Straight. Almost like my hair right now. Only if my hair was a little short. Are you excited for some of the other shows we're going to get? I mean, we lost some shows this year. We talked about it. We lost Say by the Bell, the OG Say by the Bell. We didn't really talk about it. We need to talk about it so much more. So much more. In an episode. We need to. It will come um, out. It will come out next season. I'm we excited because we got it. Boy Meets World. It's true. I don't even know. I don't even know what else we got. I don't even know. We got a lot of cartoons we talked about. We got Boy Meets World. We got The X Files, which we just talked about. It's gonna be a huge, huge show in the zeitgeist, as you like to say. The Zeitgeist. We lost yeah. Cheers, and we lost... Which, Cheers is a show I did not watch when it was on. Although, I do feel like I remember seeing the finale. And we talked about it when we did the finale. But it is a show that is going to start playing in my bedroom in, like, a year from now, way back when. Yeah. Right? Because that used to be on our local stations. We had a local station, WPIX, Channel 11. Shout out, WPIX, Channel 11, New York City area, then Connecticut. Mm-hmm. All that. It was, like, a local station. And they did the 10 o'clock news, which, strange, because Fox does the 10 o'clock news. They did the 10 o'clock news. Most other ones did 11 o'clock, right? So 11 o'clock was the news. They did the 10 o'clock news, and then they would go into their, you know, comedy, like, not comedies, but their sitcoms that they had in syndication. And I just always, Cheers was on for at least five years in syndication on them at 11 o'clock at night. And then I think Seinfeld was the one that came along that bumped them to, like, 11.30. So it would be, like... Seinfeld then Cheers but it was like Cheers at first so it would just be like at 11 be time to go to bed because that's usually about when I go to bed when I was in junior high and high school yeah like a lot I mean I'd be in bed already by like 10 but then I might still be awake reading comic books or something yeah I think that's probably the same time I went to bed well in junior high high school I stayed up all all night like because I, I know WPIX which is well but it was the WB network or whatever it was is what it it for those that know because I remember it had Felicity and I remember it had a uh, the Gilmore Girls and Seventh Heaven and all that bullshit on. Don't you ever, ever call Gilmore no, Girls shout out. bullshit. Shout out. Gilmore Girls. Shout out Rory. Lots of love for Lorelai. We're out here Lorelai stands. Are you Team Jess or Team Dean? Or what's the, what's the, oh shit. Oh, fuck Dean. You know, when I was younger, I was so Team Dean. And now when I rewatch it, I'm like, fuck that guy. all Team Jess. Mm-hmm. Fuck the heat. Another one with, with that that nineties haircut. Oh yeah, Jared pa- Padalecki. Uh, but that was, was like that show premiered in ninety nine. Charmed, and Buffy was on that network. Buffy. True. 
and uh, Angel. It was all there. It was all there. That was. I feel like that network specifically geared itself towards, uh, you know, teenage girls. Is what I feel like it, it geared itself. One Tree Hill was that on that? I think so. Shout Dawson's out. Creek was on there. Shout, Shout out, out Wilmington. Shout out Wilmington. Dawson's Creek was on there. All that. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is for them. Do you have any more news stories to interject as we get ready to shift gears to go to the movies? Super Bowl 27? I think I did that right. That was a fast Roman numeral ing for me. Buffalo Bills became the first team to lose three consecutive Super Bowls as they are defeated, defeated, and defeated by the Dallas Cowboys. Do you think that'll... 52 to 17. Do you think that'll ever happen again in our lifetime? Because I don't. That the Cowboys will beat the Bills in a Super Bowl, or that no. one team will lose three. One times? team will lose three times, and they lost to three different teams. Do you know the teams they lost to? The Cowboys and the Giants and the Patriots. What? No, they no. same division. Washington. Okay, I think I Washington. did pretty good. So three NFC East. I did teams. pretty good. I got two. You did. I had you did. one in front of me, but Giants was just a lucky guess. No, but they lost. The, they lost, and they lost the Redskins. I think I did pretty good. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild to actually think about it. To be like, every year the Bills are gonna get there and they're gonna lose. I feel like my mom had a crush on Jim Kelly. It's fair. That's I think a lot of probably New York women had crushes on Jim Kelly. I would imagine he was the quarterback of the. Because I remember Jim Kelly. Three-time Super Bowl losing. Oh, I mean Buffalo Bills. Did you ever make it to the Super Bowl? Like, no. at least they made it. There's the means of the second best team. It's still pretty fucking cool. It is, but it's also just such a vibe because it's just like, man. All the other teams didn't make it laughing at the Bills. It doesn't seem very but nice. But three times in a row. I'm not laughing at the Bills. I'm talking about the wild, like the wild nature of that. Because then they didn't win. It's not like five years later than they won. They just never won. They went there three times and have not been back there since. Pretty wild. Three times in a row, too. Like, I'm a Jets fan. Don't come at me about fandom. Like, the Jets suck. <laughs> I've never seen them in a Super Bowl in my lifetime. So it's not like I'm sitting here like, oh, yay team. It's just the idea that this team went multiple, multiple times. And I know, like, real uh, Bills fans in my life. Shout out Big Dan. And it's like, yo, that's that's tough. That's tough to be raised like that. Do you know that in 1993, an executive order is issued requiring... The Air Force to allow women to fly warplanes? Like, they were not allowed to fly warplanes until 93. That I knew. What? That's crazy. Yeah. It's time to discuss movies. Jurassic Park came out in 1993. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I was going to go with the couple that we watched. Oh, no, I just saw it on my Wikipedia page, so I had to spit it out. And then I was going to get into uh, kind of a little, little year-end review. Okay, so I suggested that we watch What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that it took place in, like, a countryside area. I thought the South, but it was actually Iowa, right? Iowa, yeah. Um, I remembered that the mom was, like, a larger lady that didn't really leave the house. And I knew that Johnny Depp and Leonardo DiCaprio were brothers. I did forget the most important part of the movie is that Leo's character is like special needs Mm -hmm. to the point where he might not even 
really live that much longer. They didn't think he was going to make it to 12. And then it was like a big deal that he was turning 18. So yeah, I forgot that whole part of it. How did you feel about what's he, this is like only the second time I've seen it. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen it like in a really long time. So I, it felt like I was watching it for the first time. I remember the end. I remember what happened at the end. When I well, you can't it. really spoil a movie that's 30 years late. So if people are listening right no, now, it's true. hey, guess what? We're, you know, we're going to spoil what's eating Gilbert Grape. Why don't you recap it. it a little for us? And So I'm not a huge fan of character study movies per se. I think the big thing, you know, and then like reading what some of the critics of the time said, I, I have to agree. It, it was very heartwarming. It was like a heartwarming story. Like it made you feel good in, in a weird way. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how the movie was uh, directed and acted. Right. I feel like this is a much darker story that we painted as light as we possibly could. Cause number one, like I feel like these, I mean the house, like, and the mom and, and like the mom seemed very clean for a lady of that size. Right. Like everybody seemed like everything seemed very clean. It didn't seem as probably dirty as it probably was. It's probably a little bit grimier. Definitely feel like it was darker. Like just because d- the, the tone of it is just the tone of the story is dark. He's sleeping with the local insurance man's wife. Right. So like that whole subplot like, I feel like in a small town like that... She's at least 15, 20 years older than him. At least 15 years, 20 years older. And he's 25. Your girlfriend. Mary, Mary, um, Mary Steenburgen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the mom from Step Brothers. Shut up. So... <laughs> she's listening. Yeah, 100%. I know, I know she's listening. But she's got those two little kids. She's got the husband that's the insurance salesman. And their relationship is more for, like, awkwardness than it really plays into much else right like she leaves town he you know he dies mysteriously drowning in the kiddie pool which clearly she obviously probably killed him like he drowned like the night that uh she broke up with like he broke up with her what's what's his name because johnny depp johnny depp's character what the hell is his name gilbert great oh jesus christ what's eating him yes yeah, so i'll wait no, gilbert, no no wait 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 i'll like, wait kind of ends sure things know? <laughs> i know it's unbelievable <laughs> It's just unbelievable being me sometimes. So, yeah. So, Gilbert kind of ends things with her and then leaves. And she's like, if you walk out, you know, I'm done forever. And he left. And then that night, he drowns. After Gilbert brought him back to the house because she called him at the insurance place freaking out. Because she's kind of like smoked out the kitchen and burnt the cookies. Mm-hmm. And then he dies. Drowns in this small pool that you bought at a dollar store and supposedly he had a heart attack and fell into the pool i mean homegirl killed him most likely but it's okay because it's not a real story so i can make these assumptions again i just feel like most people in that small town knew that they they had to have known like that's one of the things where you're like you know you're picking some nits but you're like they had to have known that like the grocery store clerk was sleeping with the mom but again i digress i feel like the way they told this story Similar to Sleepless in Seattle. It, it, it's a story that you shouldn't really look too far into, I think. Because the more you look into it, the more difficult it is to actually uh, hold up. But I think a lot of the themes of like family and trauma and you know falling into these roles. Because each member of the family fell into a role after the dad you know left and then died, right? They all fell into this different role to kind of take care of their mom. And you, I mean, that, that's, he that killed happened. himself. 
Yeah, but I thought he left at first, and then he, and then they found him like hanging in the like. I, I feel like he left and then came back and killed himself in the basement. Like I think it's that's actually the what vibes happened. I got, but yeah, he definitely. Like he left yeah. for some amount of time, and then he killed himself in the basement. Unless that's why they wouldn't like go in the basement. Unless he quote unquote left and was really just dead in the basement. I, I don't know. One it was kind of a little bit unclear. It was a little ambiguous, like yeah. what actually happened there. But I just feel like a lot of it was just like. You, you could see that everybody was, like, holding on. You know, and that house specifically was its own character. Especially at the end where they decide, you know, where Johnny Depp, you know, is honoring his mom's, you know, his promise to his mom. Where he wouldn't let her be a joke anymore. And uh, burns the house down because she died in it. Which. Oh, apparently he also killed himself on a Friday the 13th. Because if you look at the tombstone, that's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Very strange. Strange character study of this this family, this boy, Mr. Grape. And everything kind of happening around his brother's 18th birthday. Yeah. Um, I, I think the acting was great. Like, like obviously, you got some of... I mean, you got Johnny Depp and you got Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, you have two actors that will go on. At least one will Juliet go on. Juliette Lewis. At least one will... Yeah, well, Juliette Lewis is... She's like a 90s. I feel like she's in a lot of stranger 90s movies. I know her from Natural Born Killers, but I think she's in another one too that I know that's really big. She's in a lot of movies. Yeah, she's in a ton of movies. Also, like, I just Googled, did she kill her husband on what's eating Gilbert Grape? And what I got was a Reddit thing about the fact that he died, the father killed himself on Friday the 13th because of the tombstone, but he killed himself in 1978, which makes me wonder, did this, was, did, did this story take place in, like, the 80s? Was it not a 90s story? Because that would have been 15 years no. prior. Right, which is exactly when it happened. That's accurate, because that's how the mom got so big, which she didn't get that big overnight. 15 years is a long time, though. She never left her house after that. For 15 years? Is that what they said? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, well like 13 years. So, so... <sighs> I don't know. I just felt like I like this movie because I do like a character study. And I really, um... Man, you feel for these people, right? Like, Gilbert's just stuck where he has to take care of his brother because his mom really can't. And that's just kind of the job he has. His one sister's 15, so she's too young to take care of somebody else. And the other one is cooking and everything, taking care of the house. So it's kind of like he's stuck in this situation where he can't really get out. And they mentioned having an older brother that got, that escaped. That right? escaped, right. Yeah. So he left. Um, I just want all these people to leave. And then they do. They do at the end. Because they decide to burn down the house. They, they take all the furniture out and burn down the house. And, and you feel they, bad, you know, that the mom dies at the end. Um, but I, then they're all kind of free because They're all of free. That, that's, they're all free because they don't have to deal with the house and they don't have to deal with the parents. So it's sad, but it's also cathartic. Yeah. And it was cathartic for the mom to make that, that walk upstairs, right? She makes that, that symbolic walk to be like, okay, everybody's going to be okay. And I got to let this all go because she knows that as long as she's alive, she's holding all of them back. But, like, do you think that that walk could have killed her? Like, she walked up those stairs and her heart just gave out? 100%. Yeah. Because they made her be such a 
they made her out to be such a large figure, like I an think obese that person. That actress, uh, Darlene. Um, she died in twenty seventeen. I looked her up. Yeah, but she was. I think. I don't think she's wearing like a. I mean, she was really a big lady. No, they found her on Sally Jesse Raphael about somebody that like couldn't leave their house. That was like that was the oh, episode, really? and then they actually found her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. That's how they discovered her because she died when. Darlene. Like, I think Kate. she died when she was like sixty nine. So she was like. Yes. Thir- she was almost like like early 40s when this came out which again is you start doing the math with some of this and you're like all that maybe doesn't make as much sense but maybe it does you know maybe you know again like you said i don't we don't really know they don't really pinpoint there's no newspaper that says this movie took place in 1993 because it is based on a book but i think the book came out in like 92 so there's no like specific date to peg when this happened it could have happened in 1988 right it could have been or 1985 there's not a lot of technology here. It feels pretty timeless. Like the, like like sometimes we watch these movies and it's like, oh god, it would be so different now. And the only thing that would be a little bit different would be the cell phones. You know, um, I'm sure that Betty would be texting Gilbert like, oh, you know, my husband went out. What are you doing? Like, I'm sure there'd be more text messages and stuff like that. But as far as like, oh, what's his name? Al Alvi Alvi. The brother. I don't recall. Shit, man. My brain. As far as the brother's concerned, I don't think that um, he would necessarily be using a cell phone, right? So if he ran off, you'd still have to search for him. It wouldn't be. So I think a lot of things in this movie kind of still check out that I'm sure a lot of families, you know, you know a lot of families live in poverty like this and tragedy happens to people and people wind up having to take care of their siblings and people that need more help than they're getting don't get it and you know well it's also small town america which still small exists town. exactly again the idea of even even widespread broadband there's definitely areas in this country it could even be here in iowa there's definitely areas of this country we know some people from that area and i mean they don't have i mean i can tell you from where we live right now um when we lose our internet our cell phones, we don't, our provider, big provider doesn't really have a tower here and we don't really get good service. So the idea of some of the things you're talking about, sending text messages or even calling people, yeah. like it doesn't always and work that way. We live even now. in civil, like we don't live in yeah. a small town. No, um, no. Arnie. His name is Arnie, 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 by the way. I knew it started with an A. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I really liked this movie and I'm glad we rewatched it. Yeah. It was, my, it was my first time seeing it. I would, I would give it a, solid eight okay i thought you really hated it i do hate it (laughs) (laughs) so i'm able to wear two different hats like if i don't like your genre of music right like i don't like for example i'm not a huge country fan but it doesn't mean i can't listen to the song and be like wow i really like that or how does that speak to me like how does this movie speak to me like when i'm watching it how does it speak to me 30 years later like we had watched for our uh, movie club too like fried green tomatoes and i had seen parts of that before and you watch it and you're like i could understand what this is, like, I this can understand. This similar vibes. Yes, and I could, that's why I, I reference it. Like, I can understand what they're going for, what they're doing, and these great acting performances. And especially, you, you pull back the curtain. Especially now, I'm watching something 30 years later, and I'm watching, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, who at this point is one of the greatest actors that we have acting, right? And taking on these roles. He's been working a lot with Martin Scorsese recently, but... 
I mean, he's been in a lot of really great movies. And you start to go back and look at some of his movies and you're like, really point out a movie where he was bad in the movie. You really kind of almost can't. And so when you see this and you're like, oh, this is one of his first big roles, like that's amazing. You watch Johnny Depp and you're like, the thing about Johnny Depp is, Johnny Depp here, again, like I mentioned, me, my complaint is like, I feel like everybody should be dirtier, but like, I've seen Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow and people fawn all over him. Like, but it's like, kind of hard also, to make that guy be dirty. No, I'm just saying he these do, are smear like, mud on people. his face? I mean, he's going to wash his face regardless, right? Like, it's kind of hard. I feel like Arnie did look dirty in the movie. He was dirty. He was dirty in half the movie. Arnie had dirt on his face. Like, well, he yeah, was, because there were, yeah, because there was like, a time he wouldn't shower because Gil, his brother left him in the bathtub, for Christ's sake. But Gil, yeah, and he's playing outside and he doesn't have the awareness. Gilbert is a grown man. He knows he has to wash his face. And the girls aren't going to be dirty because they're people that don't want to be dirty. Sure, but you know I, just, I, mean? I like, just feel the like... Idea of, I, feel I thought like the, the house, house, the house felt dirty to me. It, helped, it felt should have been dirtier. It felt very dirty I've me. been in some dirty houses and it did, of what of people of a similar kind of ilk and like I feel like that this should have been dirtier. That's all. And I've been in them in 2020. I don't know. It felt dark and dirty to me and I mean they were smoking inside like you used to do or people used to do. It just... It, it felt grody to me, I'll be honest. That's fair. Maybe they didn't want to, Maybe if they made this movie again now, it probably would be a lot grimier and a lot darker, you know. A lot darker. Definitely, if, if they made this a miniseries or a minute in a Netflix show, like, uh, you know, the mom dies at the end of the first season. And then we pick up season two with, you know, immediate aftermath and you can keep going. Like, I could see a character study of a small town in America using this, especially with that murder angle. Like, did she murder him or not? You could so get a lot out of his relationship. Like, it would be, it would focus more on his relationship probably with, uh, you know, Mary Steenburgen's character. And you, you can really make a whole weird little whodunit. And you can go in different avenues if you did it, you know, a six-hour show, eight-hour show with his sisters too and play them up more. They really weren't in it as much because you're following Gilbert Grape, right? Yeah. So, you, you know, it might be like uh, the Grape family or something would be what it was, it was called, you know, something like that. And explore those characters. But I think it's I think it's good. Uh, I think it definitely holds up. Yeah. All things considered with all the actors and actresses that are in it, right? John C. Riley's in it. All these people are in it. You're watching, you're oh, like, I know yeah, that I person, I know John this C. person, Riley. I know that person. So you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. I give it an 8 out of 10. I think it's good. I'm going to give it a 9. I it's really... Not, I not the best movie I saw all year. The best movie I saw all year. Mm. Clearly, the next movie that we also watched, Demolition Man. I absolutely love this movie. This movie is so popcorn, silly, blockbuster nonsense. There is no explanation for any of the the technological advances that we get between 1993 and like 1996. Because the movie says that it's the beginning, it opens in 1996 and like Los Angeles is a hellscape. But then that's when they figure out how to cryogenically freeze the people the way that they did. To then thaw them out and give them all these different... uh, different like mm. upgrades via computers i love how some of this stuff some of these little ideas in this action movie some of it like hold up a bit like we were watching it and this was your first time seeing it and i'm just yelling I'm like look at the self-driving car that almost looks sort of like a tesla kind of and you're watching it like like it's strange to be like hey in the 2040s you'll have cars that kind of almost look like where our cars went yeah that i thought was fun i thought the idea of the nanny state was kind of fun, right? Where somebody's listening in to you and then giving you like, you know, whenever you curse, you find one credit for the morality code. And it's the idea that I'm like, well, I mean, we know based on just living our lives, no matter what they tell us, 
when I go and I look at, like, I'm on a website and I get an ad for, like, you know, women's clothing or something. And I'm like, did you, were you on this site? And you're like, yeah. And it's like, so you know mm-hmm. that things are listening. And so you know that we're being listened to. So this just adds that extra layer. I don't layer. really believe we're being listened to. But definitely if I Google something, all the, you know, your computer is going to advertise shit to you because we're on the same you may not think we're being listened to and then if you just look at news stories where they're like oh someone's nest camera inside their house like literally people that work there i think that those things do listen to you we do not have a nest camera inside of our house you and i specifically maybe not but yes no no no, i believe that the idea that the technology is right there is my whole point the technology is right there to start finding you for it um as i mentioned the dumbest part of the entire movie is after the failed uh, sex capade between Sandra Bullock and Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> he goes back to his apartment and there's a full wall and just a naked woman appears. That would be like a phone call getting out of a shower or getting into a shower. She's naked, but doesn't look like she showered. Right. Because it's just a 90 stroke. People get out of the shower and their hair is perfectly blow dry, but they're naked and they're not wet. And she's like, oh, hey, I was thinking, oh, my God. And then, like, puts on her towel. And I just look at you and I'm like, but they don't have real sex. So why are we <laughs> even naked? Like, it doesn't even make any sense. Why would, and how would you wrong call someone naked? So it's just funny that it's like people are, yeah. people would be, like, sending nudes, right? The idea, like, they didn't have that technology in 1993. But yet he's thinking, okay, people will video time. So these little things that all, like, end up kind of being truish now. So it's just funny. How did yeah. you like the movie? With Taco I Bell being... did not... Exp- <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> I didn't want to watch it. I was like, I'm making you watch Gilbert Grape because you're making me watch this. I really... I was really entertained. I mean, some of like the chase scenes, I, I go to the bye-bye place because I just don't have the focus for that kind of stuff. But, I mean, Wesley Snipes' character was great. Yeah. Like the whatever the, the the higher up people in the robes, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. The Taco Bell was hilarious. The fact that all listening to jingles is hilarious. That's the oldies. It's just jingles. Sandra Bullock's character is just hilarious. She's so peppy about everything, like and constantly saying the wrong things. Constantly saying the wrong. Let's I mean, go. Let's just, go blow these bad guys. And he's like, blow them away. Let's go blow them. <laughs> blow them away. Blow them away. I mean, it is extremely entertaining. It was funny and entertaining, and I'm glad you made me watch it. I did not see it in the movie theater. It was on HBO the, all the time, the summer the of The seashells, I mean. The seashells, which nobody still knows about the seashells to this day. I have been joking with you about that for years. Casually making that joke. And you're like, I don't understand what you're saying. And now you finally get, like, yeah. they never explain it. Ever. Yeah. In the history of anything. Well, they're not going to because it's just something that they made up. It's not actually a thing. It's just they made it up. Right, but it's... They the, don't... There's nothing behind it. But it's the best bit because he comes out and goes, you guys don't have any toilet paper. And then, you don't know about the three seashells? Like, what the fuck is the three... What, what, it didn't make any sense. What, it didn't even make sense. It, none of it makes sense. It doesn't make sense. There's just... And they show you his bathroom and you see three seashells. Like... He doesn't interact with them. He doesn't take the... It just leaves you with nothing. And it's the last line of the movie. Is explained to me about the three seashells. Yeah. Like, it's just so good. It's just so good because it's so simple. It harkens back to the 80s. It harkens back to no-nonsense action movies. 
And it also puts a funny spin and look on the future. Because what I think about when I see that movie, when I watched it as a kid, I was thoroughly entertained. And then there's like an inflection point that happens in our youth and in our culture. And I feel like it's like 98, maybe it's 99. No, no, it might even be 2000. Like I'm just, I'm going off spouting the year, but we'll get there. When The Matrix comes out, it changes so many people's ideas of like everything. Because the internet and the matrix and everything's all like crescendoing together. And the idea that you're in the matrix and you're plugged into this computer program and they just make you smarter. And they give you like, you can do kung fu and do it. It's like you're watching this movie seven years before the matrix comes out. And they have the same fucking idea. Like you're, you're frozen and then they teach you how to do all these things. So it's just funny when you watch it in that thing to be like, these ideas were in this fucking movie. That was a popcorn action movie. And they're like, oh, we could just put it into your brain how to use computers and do literally kung fu, right? Because Wesley Snipes' character couldn't do that before. He's just like, I can just do it now. Coming out of the ice, I just know how to do it all. Yeah. It's like the Matrix just like, not. I'm not saying those people stole the ideas because that's silly. But you just right, see the evolution. Right, because it's not like these ideas were like, invented by Demolition Man. You just watch either. it. It's so funny because you're like, yeah. man, all those ideas of like, I know Kung Fu, which is going to become like one of the most iconic like lines of like the 2000s-ish, like when Keanu Reeves says that. Oh. I know Kung Fu. Like people joke about that line all the time when he says it because his delivery is so like silly. Right. And it's just, <laughs> okay, I, I press a button on a computer and I learn all this stuff and it's just so foreign in 93. Nobody yeah. would ever think like, oh, you can actually do that. And then they're like, that's a huge plot device for this massive film that's going to change sci-fi thinking and change sci-fi and everything infinitely, right? Like everything changes from the Matrix. You even think about the idea of people dressing like Neo and acting like that and people wearing all the leather and how that Marilyn Manson look and all that stuff together like oh the matrix is causing people to kill people like all all of that like satanic panic that happens again in the late 90s all from the matrix right because of the, you the think unabashed that violence all came from the matrix when Columbine happened they said that they were severely influenced by like Marilyn Manson music and like the matrix and then I remember all the time on the news they would keep playing scenes of like just because something's on the news does not mean that but it was a whole big deal they kept playing scenes of like that when they go into the slow motion, when they are going to get Morpheus from inside the bank building and they're, they're doing all the gratuitous violence of just shooting all the people. Um, when it's Neo and Trinity going in to get Morpheus. It's just, it was, it's like an iconic scene in cinema and they just kept playing all the time being like, is this what's causing all of our kids to go in and shoot stuff? It was a whole thing. Yeah, but, like, no. No, kids aren't shooting stuff because of a scene in The Matrix. Like, there's so many scenes of people, like... Forget why no. kids... Forget why we're getting into any of that. Because oh I don't want to digress, but... Same thing with Stranger Things. Like, watching? I watched The Matrix. I didn't go shoot people. Like, let's not be ridiculous. Like, I'm now I'm getting... It's because people wore trench coats, and they wore trench coats in The Matrix. So they're like, oh, and people, you know, and, Mar- and they listen to Marilyn Manson. But, having said... I listen to Marilyn Manson. I know. Having said that, it's the same thing with Stranger Things, where they played up that whole thing with the satanic panic in the 80s about Dungeons and Dragons. Well, troubled people are going to look for something that they can relate to, right? And they're going to find things they can relate to. Look, if you really want to really boil it down, you really want to boil down society, 
you think to yourself, especially now, I mean, and things have been changing so much, but you think to yourself and go, well, the people that were picked on might go into, you know, might like these other things or do these other things that we don't think is, you know, I'm going to go be the star quarterback on the team. But what was the star quarterback on the team doing? Right? They're getting into all sorts of hijinks and shenanigans. They're drinking legally, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're getting Me Too and all these other things 20, 30 years later. It's not like anyone was an angel. It's 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 difficult to um, find anyone anywhere that hasn't done something wrong. Right? So the idea was, I think, they're just trying to say, well, you're watching right, but the you show can't or compare, listening to this music. You can't compare, like murdering people and me tooing people with like smoking a joint when you're 17 when before it's legal like that's not you can't those things are not comparable they're not comparable but no but i'm not trying to compare that okay that that's not what i'm saying i'm, i don't know what i'm saying anyway <laughs> i'm saying and you're saying <laughs> it's that time of the sleepover party it is that time it's time where we look ahead and say to ourselves how did we do i think we did pretty good for the year, for the sleepover party. For the sleepover party. I think we did pretty good. I think we did pretty good. Um, I wanted to start our game of Trivial Pursuit today, but then you suggested that we should really start at the first episode of the new year, 1994. And I agree. Um, so we're not going to do that. But I think we had fun at the sleepover party. We um, talked about some things. I am planning on staying up all night and watching Mystery Science Theater 3000. True. Is it out yet? Yeah. Okay, I'm here for that. I think so. I think so. That was a Comedy Central show. Yeah, I'm going to watch Comedy Central. And I'm going to watch Saturday Night Live because it's on tonight. True. Um, I'm going to watch because it is, we are filming. We're filming on Saturday. I'm going to stay up till midnight because it is New Year's Eve. So you're getting your body ready for tomorrow. It's not New Year's Eve because we just said we're filming on Saturday. But we're releasing this on New Year's Eve. So it's New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. If you're listening the day this is released, it's New Year's Eve to you. And I hope that your 2024 and your looking back at 1994 mm -hmm. Come with it. Is, it, is great. <laughs> <laughs> I went there. I did it. I did the thing. We said a lot. We also said nothing. Ooh, we also said absolutely nothing. We have an hour and 40 minutes of saying nothing. And now, here we go. The last 1990s trivia that we're going to play before we start our Trivial Pursuit game. So, everybody, before we answer these questions, we just want to remind you that we had played this game with the loser having to buy the 1990s Trivial Pursuit game. I bought it. I lost. Jen got waxed last year. Took the big old L. True. We will be playing Trivial Pursuit next year. Stakes unknown. But we will we will play the we game. We will announce the stakes on our next episode, which will be 1994 January music. Could it be like a 90s prize that has to be purchased? It is absolutely going to be. Oh, well, let's announce it now. We'll announce it then, too. It's going to be a 90s treasure. Mm-hmm. That will be gifted to the other person. Okay, that's fair. Live on air. Even though we're not live, it's a podcast. But you know what I mean. Like, we'll have to gift it to... I wanted to do that for this. I felt like we should get each other Christmas presents from the 90s and, like, give each other a Christmas present at our New Year's Eve sleepover party. I would have already won because I gave you tons of 90s things that I bought from the Electronic Bank. I know you would have won, but I didn't... 
did I get you anything? I don't think I did get you anything 90s. I scoured. Um, I found. You did really well. Um, you did get a lot, of, a lot of 90s treasures. Well, I don't know about you. Yeah. But if they want to like, subscribe, rate five stars, that'd be awesome. Yo, it is a new year. It's a new you. You could say, you know, this year I'm going to start off by leaving that review, giving those stars. I'm going to do those things because I'm going to do that. I'm going to go on to my podcasts on Monday and I'm going to say, I'm going to go through and I'm going to rate and, and comment. And say thanks, everybody. Say thanks, everybody. we appreciate it. I mean, this is free. It really so. matters and we'd really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. This is free. And if you want us to keep going, that's the way to do it. Yeah. That's how we could get like advertisers and then... You guys could get deals from listening to us. That'd be fun. <laughs> or you could just skip 30 seconds. Either way. Or you can get, you know, an ad at the top and the bottom. Having said all that, at BeckyLeftTheChat at gmail.com. But there's no at before Becky left the chat. Becky left the chat at gmail.com. At yes. BLC underscore pod on the Twitter box. BLC mixtapes on Instagram. And we don't have a threads yet. I don't think threads is a thing. I don't think it ever was. Is it? No, I think it just everybody stayed on X. At least for now. Are we really calling it X? I'm still going to call it Twitter. I'm going to call it... At least call it Twitter. That's how you know the word. Um, yeah. So, now that we got the business out of the way, it's time to get to a pleasure. Jen, one last time. Let's do this. What TV host launched a book club in 1996? Oprah. Yes. What medal did U.S. figure skater Nancy Kerrigan win? Silver. In 1994. What did the American Dialect Society choose as its word of the year in 1998? A prefix that can be added to words like commerce and mail. E. Correct. Who is the youngest brother in Hanson, the boy band, that mbopped their way to a number one billboard hit? Is it Zach, Isaac, or Taylor? Taylor. No, it's Zach, and he was only 11 when their chart topper was released. He's a baby. What 1992 Robert Waller novel portrayed the four-day love affair? of a traveling photographer and an Iowa farmer's wife. This is for the win. <laughs> is it the notebook? Not that I think that's what that's about, but... Do you know what the notebook's about? Yeah, it's not about that. I just don't know. I don't know. I'll let you put a pin in it. Let's see if I can at least tie it. Give me mine. What bestseller tells the rags to riches story of a lazy horse with crooked legs who improbably won the Triple Crown in 1938? Seabiscuit, come on. An American legend. All right, so a photographer has a four-day affair? Let's talk this with out. With a farmer's wife? Let's talk this out. I will give you, because it's the end of the year and it's their sleepover, I will give you three yes or no questions. 
Go. This is for the win. You win everything. But there's nothing. You win there's all the things. There's nothing at stake. Everything's at stake. Three yes or no questions. I can't. Was it made into a movie? Yes. Indecent proposal. <laughs> you still have two more questions. Are you just saying that? Well, that was about an affair. Um. Have I seen this movie? Have you seen this movie? Yes. But I don't know if you've seen this movie. A lava lamp started to blob like it should. <laughs> I don't know. The bridges. Of Madison County. Oh, I would never would have known that. I have never seen that. I have no idea what it's about. It is about a four-day love affair between a traveling photographer and an Iowa farmer's wife. Yeah, I didn't know that. We end the year tied. Uh, wait, no. Oh, yeah, we are tied. You're right. We're tied. Guys, it's been real. This goes over there. It's been fun. It has been. Um, Happy New Year. We hope you had a great holiday season. Um... 1994 is going to be awesome. We have some new things in store. We got some some ideas rolling. It should be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see what it has to offer because I actually really don't even know. <laughs> I have no idea. I know Dookie comes out. I know what movies we're watching. I haven't really done much research, so it's like it feels new and fresh, you know? It's going to be a new, fresh dose of nostalgia. I'm here for it. Jen's here for it, and we'll see you guys there. Guys, happy, safe New Year. Make sure you tip your drivers. Yes. Deuces. Be safe. Bye.